Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies if you want to hit them straight out there please check out fairway rolling every week available on spotify another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Bring in the energy. Bring in the funk. We done that fun. In, we have not done that in a while. We just did a take two. <laughs> Jesse made an executive decision, just dumped our entire first take because he wasn't happy. It was going it's okay. off the rails so fast, and it just wasn't fun. It was weird. It's okay. I wanted to talk about Joe Rogan for a minute. We got right into topics. It wasn't Don't even— Don't say the G word, and I'll stay in a good mood. The, Every episode, we talk about a number of different topics. We do not need to say words that rhyme with smoosnosh. I wasn't you did talk though. about you well, did though. I well when I said it, Don't I, say say you I didn't. wasn't it wasn't gonna be that. You wanted energy? Okay. I'll tear your whole world apart with energy, buddy. No that episode today. We are gonna have rip your a life apart. Fun episode. Name Great a physical time. trait about yourself so I can make fun. Oh <laughs> just kidding. Overwhelmingly working. large hands. Yep. Jimmy Dean's big hands. Jesse's working on his posture now because we're on YouTube. That was a big off-camera discussion. Someone made a comment that was like just straight aggressive. Called us a couple of fatties. I, I deleted it because I didn't care for it at all. It was oh. not beneficial at all to, to me other than I read that on the way to the gym. I'm not going to lie. I think I worked out a little harder that day. But okay, I have one quick personal health note. Then I will. Then big announce, I, big yeah. announcement. Oh. Major diagnosis on my phone. No, Do you have low T? No, did I don't. you get diagnosed with low T? Because my brother did. I was just jo- this was a joke. I was oh, just going to tell. Dang it! Well, <laughs> no one well, cares about your brother. No, no, no. Because ever since he got started getting testosterone shots, he just set like two new personal records. It's freaking annoying. He's shooting up. I know. And I want to. You, when I told you though, when you start doing that, you can your you body can never come off of producing. it. Yeah, I know. Not to mention, I don't. Oh, I asked him it. about that, and he's like, yeah, I came off it before, and I was fine. I was like, but you have low T still, so uh-huh. I don't so know. So are you fine? I don't know. But he also he's wears sitting... jeans when it's 300 degrees. Out. That's his issue. He's sweating his tea out. He just jumped 15 pounds in his bench from like one week to two weeks later. We can later. do personal stuff. I don't really care. All right. What's his bench? 
Uh, he went from 180 to 195, like over the course of two. Well, granted, he's been working out for a while, but he's stu- been stuck at 180. That's pretty legit. But since the time he started taking testosterone, two weeks later, he went up from 180 to 195. It really made me mad. You got to start shooting up. I know. We, I you know what we need to do? Does let's, anyone know where and get let's some? Let's dose you up on H. There's some legal HGH. We'll just get you all dosed up. I've got, I'm going to get so many weird messages in my DMs after this thing. Hey, bud, I can get you something. I don't know how much, like, do we want, I feel like you're already on borrowed time with the heart. Like, honestly, I don't, just 35 years of just absolutely not care. The first year you were probably all right. But after that, 34 and a half years of you just not caring at all. So I'm just like, I don't know. Do we need to push it? It's doing good. I will say my pulse is down to all time record lows. Which is also bad. It's zero. I'm on my third day of no sugar. I have decided I'm going to try give this a little run again. How are you my doing goal, with the M and M? Wait, you were eating M and M's on the first episode. Three days, I said. This is day three. Oh, okay. Yep. Day three. Got it. My goal is to be under two bills by July. 1st. What do you weigh right now? Like two hundred nine, two hundred eight, two hundred nine. Man, fluctuates. You look good though. Those arms. Yeah. I also said a personal bet. You know, we'll just call it personal talk. Let's I don't really it. care. Go. I also said a personal bet. Because I'm talking Rogan after this. I cannot. This I cannot tell my wife this anymore. Because anytime I say it to her, she's like, every day you go to the gym is like a, a personal record for you. <laughs> she I'm like, just, what do you? I, I'm not, I, honestly, I don't speak to her anymore. <laughs> no, it's no. The safest. Thing. Wait till she gives birth. Then you can I talk. did two forty on the decline now. Two forty-five, oh. ten reps. Two forty-five, ten reps on a decline. I probably could have gotten another one or two, ten but I was reps. so low. If you I had a stupid. spotter, I think I'm, I'm knocking out 12. What is the thing, the overhead press? Is that the one where you do the shoulders. dumbbell? The shoulders. Did you, is it true you did 110? 110 this was like you, you used to do the. the You're talking dumbbells? Yeah, the dumbbells. No, I no, I think I told you I did 100 pound dumbbells in each arm. Yeah. For six to seven reps. Over the, but like. Over, yeah, military press. Yeah. That's really good though. But I don't do shoulders anymore. It's been years since I've done shoulders. You don't think you could do that today? No, I did shoulders yesterday, and, and literally, I'll go in and do. Guys, we're a couple of meatheads. Meathead I'll do three and cards. sets of fifteen with sixties. I keep it very, very light. Yeah. Shoulders scare me now. Ever since I kind of hurt my cuff a few years ago, I don't mess with it. Do at you all. do leg day at all? I did very, leg day on I Monday. Play basketball. I just run. Like I don't. Yeah. I did the stair machine yesterday. Who do you think could win in a leg wrestling contest? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's where you like lay on the floor and then your legs wrap around each other and then you just kind of wrestle Here's each the thing. other. Judging how sweaty your body is, <laughs> I don't want your leg anywhere near. Unless you're going to be like wrapped in a trash bag and then a sweatpants over it. I'm going to tell you this. You would. You've got a huge weight and height advantage. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that I'm stronger. I appreciate that. Yeah, with laying on the ground, leg wrestling, you're stronger. Than as that. I a will big kid that. growing up, like as a heavy and also tall kid, you always took like anyone who said like, yeah, you could totally beat me. You took that as like a compliment because you're strong, but in secrecy, you actually really knew to yourself you're lying and that it was only because you were fat. And I know that now. But, Do we want to restart the show again? <laughs> no, we're not true. taking three. We are going to talk football. Uh, NBA's dead. Long live NFL. Alex Giamo's going to join us. We're going to talk about her Jets journey to golden collectibles. I hope she has something to say. I'm going to be honest. When I saw the note of her journey in the in the hobby, uh-huh. I was so checked out. <laughs> I don't. It's not even against her. No, I don't no, no, care I about that. any of these people who have a journey in the hobby. She probably has and met I don't know Aaron Rodgers now. She's probably best wh- friends with him. Why do I care? But he's an idiot, too. He throws a ball for a living. Dude. Well, I don't care about journeys. Okay. Well, the fact that I use the word journey with you, I apologize. Yeah, I I'll, just don't. I'll never say that word again like, because obviously that affects cards you. All day. You knew this is going to be a contentious one. But anyways, I, but that's I fine. knew for you it might have been, but that's okay because I'm giving the listeners what they want. We also have a number Ooh. of stories, including a penny break-in update. Uh, so we will be hitting all of that, including your mailbag. 
Um, the one thing I was going to say about Joe Rogan was one, I've been totally ripping off his style for our YouTube videos. If you haven't already checked it out, That's you why may- our, is that why our lighting sucks? Is that on purpose? The lighting? Oh, the lighting. Why is, is the lighting bad I, in the video? In the video or in the thumbnail? The video. It's like a muted light. Because this is this is our lighting. This is the lighting we Why get. We but it? It, okay. it has nothing to do with moving. We just need to get better lights. But I, I'm going to talk to our editor to see if he can do something in post to fix some of that. Okay. Okay. Beyond, but Rogan's in the dark a lot of times. Rogan's in the dark. But the thumbnails, I'm totally ripping those off. And I'm also ripping off something he's been doing on his show whenever he does a podcast. And I, I'm totally getting taken. I know he this. He starts it over when he doesn't like the <laughs> opening like you did today? Or no. Don't. Okay, good. Give me a true or false. This is a better show than the other one. I like, uh, you know me though. Um, Everybody else will think that, but I actually live in the uncomfortable world of awkwardness and I was fine with it. No, uncomfortable world of awkwardness. It wasn't even awkward. It was just dull. dull. What's Joe Rogan's We thing? didn't even talk anything personal. What's Joe Rogan's Joe thing? Joe Rogan takes alpha brain. It's some kind of pill. Okay, I have seen this ever. Actually, I, I was- I, I, I got it, two bottles and I thought I'd bring some in. I'm not going to give you the whole bottle, but I will give you some. That if you want to try it, just to see what you think. You're like a drug dealer. I'm going to give you a little taste, <laughs> but I'm not going to give you a whole baggie. Well, the bottles are I freaking want a kilo, expensive. Bro. They're like 45 bucks. Okay. You I can't mean, swing 45 bucks on a gift to your friend? I said I'm gifting you like some of the pills. You might uh, not even like it. Maybe you don't What care. does it do? Literally, just I don't know. It. He said it just helps him to focus on when he, whenever he does a podcast, I think specifically when he's having to talk on a specific subject, he'll take that. It helps him focus. He says, I don't know. But I did do some YouTube searching and some Googling and other people have said. Dude, you should get some HGH from that guy. <laughs> he is sucking down that stuff like it's that's, candy. That's a fair comment. Um, let's get into NBA is over. Long live NFL. I have an NBA thought to start, though. <laughs> Before There has been a lot officially. of talk about this. I, I know we're in the, the world of overreacting and things like this. And I hate to agree with Skip Bayless about anything ever. Or uh, not even Skip Bayless. Oh, God. One of, the greatest, one of the greatest radio show hosts of all time. Bill Simmons. Mike and the Mad. Oh, Chris, Chris Russo. I don't know why Free I keep saying. Hot Wings. I don't know why I keep saying Bill Simmons. Okay. Um, the There is a lot of, like this un, this historic run, this unbelievable team, the, the greatest player, like doing things we've never seen before. We, we do need to keep some context. First of all, I'm not going to go down the, down the list of like number to number comparison. Joker was absolutely unbelievable this year. There's no arguing. Mm-hmm. Take a look at what Dirk did a few years ago when he went on a championship run and beat Miami. Oh, who was okay. a far superior team yeah. to what was just beat with my, this Miami team now. Yeah. Like, like Dirk's run that year when he won MVP, went to. Now, I'm not going to sit here and compare points. I didn't even look at it because I do not care. But we've seen unbelievable standouts. And then we've seen, and, and Dirk, by the way, was a Hall of Famer without that season. That season, though, was just head and shoulders above everything else we've ever seen, his only championship. Unbelievable run. Okay. We've now seen Joker do this one time in the postseason. I think Joker is the best player on the planet. If I was starting a team tomorrow, he would be my number one pick. Him or Giannis, but I I think I'd lean toward him. Okay. But we need to pump the brakes with the team talk and with his spot in history. Oh. I think you can already, and and the other, how this relates to cards, by the way, is, well, he is so undervalued. Look at this. People are sleeping on him. There's a few other names of guys whose careers to me still eclipse his that are, undervalued compared to Joker. Can I say one? Because they are not undervalued. The market for big men has never been a strong one. Shaq. Shaq had four championships and he's undervalued as far as like- Only four? Oh, you're right. Yeah, he only won one with Miami. I yeah. Mean, according to Google. I'll just double check. How many MVPs did Shaq win? Two? Uh, 
and the most dominant offensive force I've ever seen, by the way. Shaq is still all-time much higher on the list than Joker. All-time centers, obviously, still higher than Joker. Played on iconic teams and was great in different roles and also went to, what, eight finals? Uh, he went to a ton of finals, and Shaq has won... I want to say he's won two MVPs. Shaq's accolades and easily could have won more than that, by the way. MVP... I think it's only the one. Only one a joke, by the way. Uh, three finals MVP awards. Okay. So four finals wins. He lost at least, well, he lost one with Orlando. So maybe he's only been to five total. So, but either, I mean, way, either way, he's won four. Regardless, Shaq was unbelievable. When you look at his card market, it doesn't reflect his performance on the court. Yes. You look at a guy like David Robinson, one, one MVP, two finals championships. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable defensive player. To me, him and Jokic are on the exact same level right now for career accolades, career style. I think he is the seventh greatest center of all time, and I think Joker is right there on that level. You could argue those two. Very undervalued compared to what he did. Hakeem Olajuwon, very undervalued for what he did. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I would argue, is the greatest center of all time. Extremely undervalued. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, aside from their just high-end vintage stuff. Point being, I don't know the Joker is all that undervalued, because I think for his position, he is properly valued. Like, there's still some upside, probably. And if he goes on to win back-to-back championships, he wins more MVPs, all these things. He's going to continue to climb on these lists, uh, these ridiculous, stupid lists of all-time greats. But this notion that, like, he is so undervalued, mm-hmm. I just don't think is accurate. I Big men it- are historically a lo- They're not undervalued. Big men, if everybody in that field is just a lower value position than shooting guards, they're not all undervalued. They are yeah. just valued lower. Yeah. So I do want to caution. He's seen a nice price spike. Quite frankly, he has not seen the drop off. I thought he would. His pricing is holding strong, which is great. It should be. He is the greatest player on the planet right now. It's awesome. Good for him. But I do think there needs to be just a little bit in the in the mind of card guys don't just look at every one of his cards and be like, well, for as good as he is, he's not selling as well as a Curry or a Luca or all these other guys. Those guys are players that everybody on the on the playground is imitating. Yeah. Those are the flashy guys that everybody wants to be. That is, does not mean he's not better than those guys. I think he's the greatest player alive. I'm not arguing that. But we have to keep it in perspective. The other point real quick, and then I'll be done with this, okay. is this team being this historic, great, unbelievable team. I think that is as short-sighted and laughable as any notion I've Do you I've see seen. the comparison of like Kobe and uh, Shaq to uh, uh, Joker and Murray? Okay, yeah. To, yeah, I did see that. Just to be clear, if we just, I'll just go in the past, <laughs> the past number of years I knew years that would get here. you worked up. Number one, the Golden State team with KD is running this team out of the gym. I don't think that's even a question. Okay. The Miami team, when LeBron and Wade and Bosh were clicking, is running this team out of the gym. No question. Again, that's not a knock on Denver. It just doesn't mean you're... uh, The early 2000 Shaq, 2000-2001 Shaq-Kobe teams, who's covering Shaq? And by the way, we get this, oh, he's this dominant postseason player. Look at Shaq run the court back then, too. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you right now, I love Joker, and Joker's going to score his points and do his thing no matter what. He's that great against anybody. Yep. He's going to have a hard time with Shaq. And he's certainly not slowing Shaq down. No, Shaq And who's checking Kobe on this team? That, again, yeah. that, that's why that team, head and shoulders above this team. The, obviously, the Bulls team, the 97 iconic Bulls team. Please. They, now, now, granted, they had a weak front court. Joker's going to light them up. Mm-hmm. But have fun with, I mean, you think Jamal Murray's scoring at will against like Luke Longley, Tony Kukoc, 
Please. I forget you talk sometimes on here. <laughs> but, but like that, those Bulls teams just go. And then to me, what I would still argue is as good a team as anybody all time. Like the 86 Celtics team, that front court was Walton, Parrish, McHale, and Bird. Like that team is running these guys out of the gym. So I just, a little bit of perspective historically with how great this Nuggets team is. Now, if they go back and win another one, okay, then we'll talk about it. Fine. Yeah. But like for right now, can we? They do not even deserve to be mentioned. Not to mention the Duncan David Robinson teams that were great, like early in the, in the what was that late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Can I also put a little perspective as far as pricing goes too? Go ahead. So um, let's start with the one that's probably least comparable because of the pop count is the the Shaq ninety two tops base yeah, eighty seven trillion. So there's forty two or forty eight hundred of these. So there's a lot. It's at $117. So your total market value is 560 What's the gold? You have that gold pulled up while you're there, by the uh, way? I no. do. Because yeah. that's an interesting the one. The gold I, is more, obviously. It's 500 about, pop? No, no, no. Uh, 745. The and the price is? Almost 1,000. About okay. 960. That's probably a more. So 1,000 bucks. And give me the comp again. I mean, the, the, the pop. Uh, the pop was Seven? 750. Okay. Gotcha. So that is a, a crazy high price. For for a Shaq card right now, because if you think about the base being one hundred and seventeen dollars, the gold, granted, it's uh, it's a much lower count. Now, let's I don't compare. think anything's wrong with those prices. By the way, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Well, I think the the base is just way undervalued at one hundred dollars because I'm looking at the overall market cap for sure. it, it being five hundred sixty thousand. Yep. Because then let's go to Dirk, who also had a very good career. Obviously, yeah, Hall of Famer, top five power forward of all time. Yep. So his base, nineteen ninety eight tops. Uh, this is a 98 tops. Yep. Base is incredibly higher cost, but the pop count is 200. There's 200 yeah, of these. Those were beige bordered cards. Super tough oh, to grade those. Okay. Out. That's why. So this card goes for about $725 for a the base dirt. PSA 10. Yes. Tops okay. Chrome 98. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said tops, then you said tops Chrome, which is it? I apologize. Tops Chrome. Oh, okay. That this makes is a difference. Tops Chrome. Yes. I'm sorry. Tops Chrome is. You think I. Well, let me we see if I can find it. Yeah, I was going to say, just, me... use, just use the tops, because if we're going to use Shaq's tops. Well, then, yeah, I think that's fair, but I didn't... Because then tops initially... Chrome would be more comparable to Shaq's tops gold. Oh, that's why I didn't... I searched it wrong. Okay, so here's the tops. The tops... Hang on, apologize 2000... to the audience first for that. Hey, guys, I really... <laughs> hey, Carlos, just cut everything up Carlos, now. every time he says a word, just play a duck. <laughs> oh, speaking of ducks, I got to play this video after the show of these hawks in my yard. Dude. Oh, I saw it. Hannah posted it. Well, and then the day after. What was she doing okay, going I, after the hawk, by the way? That was me. Oh, that was you. I, I got to just say this. And then we'll be done. My backyard has become a freaking jungle. it's not a freaking jungle. mouse, it's Dude, a hawk. We've had mice in the house. We have these m- massive hawks with a nest in one tree, a nest in the other tree, hunting in the backyard. Dude was shredding a rabbit apart the other day. And That's then the other cool. night, I go out at 10 o'clock at night to like put the boys to bed. Yeah. They're outside still, which never happens. Griffey's just walking around with a full-size possum in his mouth. No way. Was it alive? Well, here's the thing. Okay. I picked it up with a shovel. I was like, you know what? It's late. Let me just, I was going to throw it in the neighbor's yard. I you said, know, they play possum. I did. I forgot that. So I put <laughs> in the trash. forgot their name? I put, it's old possum, first of all. Put in the <laughs> trash barrel. But I was very gentle. I was like, I feel bad. I'm not going to maul this thing. Sure. I tell Hannah about it. She's like, I wonder if it was dead. They play dead. That's like their thing. Yeah. I was like, really? And Griffey was being crazy gentle, but they weren't just tearing it apart. Go out the next morning. Not in the trash. 
Dude, that Thank puppy played. was playing possum But it was in you. the pool, and we saw, and it did have some marks on it. I think the hawk picked that thing up and dropped it in the pool. Because it, it been was a dro- full size, full grown possum. No, 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 it was a, it was a smaller one, but oh, half the size. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say those things. The get rabbit big. was pretty big. These jokers, the hawks are like picking something. Are they still in that one tree that There's we were two watching? Trees now. That's There's, what I'm saying, dude. You're getting a whole hawk infestation over there. And they're dropping animals. I think they drop them to kill them. Uh, I know eagles do that. I Maybe don't... that's what these suckers are doing. Because rabbits, squirrels, possums. Go ahead. Dirk your... Nowitzki. Yep. <laughs> 1998 tops. Talk about a segue. We're going back, but uh, it's still very similar in pop count. 255, 98 tops, PSA 10 for Dirk. Card only goes for $208. That is actually... Interesting. That's super cheap. Very low. So remember, the, the shack card was going the base shack card 117 was going for 117 but it had a market cap so total invested like 560,000 into that card okay this dirt card for the same comparison has about a $50,000 market cap okay. so much 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 lower well much much lower pop though as well also much lower pop but it overall invested into it as well well that's why there's less to invest into though well but then because you the pri- typically okay. think the that price the price will, will go up I got you. yes okay. uh so then joker comparison for his it's 2015. a 2015 prism base they're doing like 800 to 1000 now aren't they they're doing almost $1000 right now and 972 pop, is the last one i'm going to say the pop is 1500 lower actually it's only 900 so nine hundred thousand market cap of eight hundred and eighty thousand. I'm telling you, I do not see a world where this doesn't come crashing down. Like if you have, I don't think there's a better time right now than to sell Joker. Oh, okay, yeah, I agree because of the fact that we just talked about all the and accolades card, these other guys already have. By the way, that card was four hundred bucks a few months ago. Oh yeah, well I mean like what was it in May? This card was selling for four ninety two. Yeah, yeah it. Absolutely insane, which good. You know what? Great. I am so glad that winning a championship bumps your pricing. That makes sense to me that we live in a world where it makes sense. But at the end of the day, that cannot be sustained. The other thing, too, though, is age and relevance. Like, we're seeing Joker do this. How many guys in the hobby right now? I mean, they know the names Dirk and Shaq, but how many of those guys actually watch them play a relevant game in their career? So I think obviously like the the younger guys in the hobby, that would not be the case. And so they're investing in the guy they like who plays now. But for a lot of the guys who listen to this show, they probably did see a lot of these guys play. I mean, they, they are big fans of them and they're the ones 30s, 40s who have like full-time jobs, extra expendable in- income to go and spend on cards. It would make sense that I don't think you can have extra expendable income. You just have expendable income. No, you have extra. I have a thousand dollars in expendable income. Oh, but this month someone gave me Wait a minute. You extra got a thousand money. bucks a month and you can't buy me a bottle of freaking I, alpha brain? This was a total thing. Okay. This was a made up story. So in a <laughs> I, do we even talk about NFL at this point? Maybe we save it for next week. I Tell don't me know. a few names. Go ahead. We'll do a little. Um, oh, no, no. You know what? You, let's save it because I did want to talk about this week's releases. We talked about them on Monday's show, previewing select football yes. and three and two baseball. And I was very much like, eh, on both yep. because of the price, the whole thing. So select dropped yesterday. I, I will say the quality control of the product better than I've seen in past years. Oh, good. The pricing early, and again, it's very, very early, obviously. The amount of hits, I actually think we're going to see a... Pre- this is one of the few I, we've seen recently because the trend lately has been football comes out, mm-hmm. football drops. Some of the products a few months later, like the Prisms, the Elite products start to climb back up, but the yeah. rest of them just kind of stay very uh, stagnant. 
I actually think a select, if you asked me in a month from now, is going to be more expensive than it is right now. I, I think select, and just based on what we're seeing come out of the product. Mm-hmm. So I will say, like, hats off to Panini on that one. I'm glad that this one has come out, and it seems like it's firing. The other one is 3-2 and two Baseball. Again, we've kind of done the back and forth with 3-2 and two because, like, well, who's going to be in it? There's yeah. not going to be a lot of active players. So there's a couple interesting things I note. First of all, Panini announced yesterday and released photos. Willie Mays is signing this. Willie Mays has not been in a product in years. A Panini product, I don't know when, quite frankly. Oh, um, I didn't realize it had been that long. Maybe. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if he's ever been a Panini. But, I mean. Maybe he has, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. But either way, and he's obviously not going to be signing for much longer. He's getting to the point where he's not signing a lot. And he, I don't yeah, know how much longer he's going to be. How old is Willie Mays? Got to be in his 90s. But so you've got some 90 crazy. 90 years old, yeah. Crazy good vets. And again, because the, the whole thing with the Players Association, not active players. So they went a lot heavier on prospects. They got some names, though, man. Like Cam Collier, who's a top five guy in draft this year, has patch autos in this. Drew Jones, the number one guy in draft, mm-hmm. has a bunch of autos. Oscar Colas, who was super hot. Jace Young, a big guy from draft. Uh, the only one that confused me, though, and I'm sure I missed some others, but for some reason, Bobby Witt Jr. is in here. Oh, yeah. And he is obviously an active player, so I, I don't know how that happened. We have not confirmed no, 100% not. that if this is not active players. But if you look at the checklist, there's almost nobody. I mean, the rest of the checklist, like all these other names that stand out. So for veterans, Ichiro, Griffey Jr., A-Rod, Buster Posey, obviously, as we talked about, um, what did we just say? Oh, wow, Willie Mays, yes. Frank Thomas, all these like great vets. The prospect list, though, is actually stupid good. Tamar Johnson, uh, Jason Dominguez, you got Jackson Merrill here who hasn't signed hardly anything, Miguel Bleece, the stud for the Sox, Jordan Walker, who's on fire, Cam Collier's in this one, James Wood is on fire right now. Jackson Churio, Jordan Lawler, Jackson Holiday, Ellie De La Cruz has a bunch. There's not a hotter name in the sport right now. Marcelo Mayer has a bunch of autos. I don't. For, I, for $200, that's, that's what insane. I'm saying. And again, yeah, I'm not saying this, this product is going to like jump through the roof and be crazy expensive down the road. But it was popular last year. And I do see a world where this get Mariano Rivera signed a bunch in this, by the way, for other big, like retired names. I do kind of am starting to see a world where this one ends up being a very good buy at initial pricing. Okay, well. Because the Willie Mays stuff is going to sell. By the way, another it's just another name for you baseball guys. Like, Brooks Lee is in this. He doesn't have hardly anything aside from his Bowman stuff. Like, Brooks Lee has patch autos. Like that. There's just a lot of names in here that I was actually surprised to see. Elijah Green, another top three guy out of draft. I yeah. just think it's kind of neat that, Okay, so maybe we're not going to see active players, but if you're going to do an elite list of retired guys, mm-hmm. including Mays, Griffey, all that, and then an elite list of prospects, I'm kind of like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm good with it. So I've got two and a half cases coming in. Of course, we'll be out of town, so we won't be breaking it till next week. But I think it'll be interesting. And uh, also, yeah, I'd be surprised if that doesn't sell really Yoshida well. Yoshida for the Red Sox, I believe this is his first autograph. Okay, so this is normally where we'd have uh, Alex on. We're going to give it a few more minutes. Actually, she said she's running late. So before... Uh, we'll just tell her not to come. Is that an option? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that would be good, especially when she's listening to this after she was on the show. Um, we don't know if she's listening. I can see from the future. The uh, update from Panini was you can about see the break from the future? Like yes. you're in the future now. You're looking back. You're from... You could see into the future, maybe. I don't I think see, you can see from the future. No, no, no. I actually am in the future and here simultaneously I'm reporting back to myself. Do you even get how science works, bro? God, so you've already, played, you've already gone through this once because yep. you're in the future and you're still this bad. You didn't even <laughs> see back to the future. Did you? <laughs> nope. Never seen the movie. 
Okay. All right. Uh, the Tim Panini, Wakefield is in this product? Come on, fellas. Panini break-in update. So this is uh, interesting because of what was stolen and what people are thinking uh, was the meaning behind this. So as you know, a few weeks ago, Panini was broken into on Memorial Day. They did not, uh, at the time, say what they were going in for, what was taken. Uh, they did report that nothing, in the burglary report, there was nothing obviously missing. However, after some further investigation, it has been deemed that a number of items were stolen to the tune of $200,000. What are the, do you know what they are? Do so like a breakdown? the majority of these items were storage surfers. Interesting enough, which is kind of crazy when you think about the fact that one of the theories going around is that someone was going in, possibly a former employee, possibly one that is left and gone over to a competing company. And they may have had information on there that they don't want getting out, maybe used in a lawsuit that they may be getting sued over. This is all theory. It's all conjecture, but it does play into the fact that they have taken these servers. The idea is that these servers cost, uh, they said like around $60,000. There were some additional electronics, uh, storage drives, keys, things like that that were taken. Uh, I got the story from Sports Collectors Daily. They also did a little additional digging into this, and they talked to someone about this matter. They said that 100% the people who stole this had to have been going after the data on those drives. It just, Here's for what question. they took, I, I'm guessing, because I used to work at Dell, I know like a general idea. Take I don't like easy, to take name drop, Michael. but here we go. Um, I know that the like storage uh, servers and things like that, that can be very, very expensive. If it's $60,000 was the value to replace, it, it may not have been a, a ton or it may have been older equipment. Uh, because you're saying it, that's it's not usually, a high price for a not server. A, yeah, it's not a ton if you're talking about like a major server with a ton of data. Here's my question, a though. SAN, if you will. So let's just let's just go on this high uh, this theory, and I don't even know that it's true of like former employer somebody going in to cover their tracks. I mean, isn't all that data on somewhere somewhere else too? Though, like if you have a lawsuit going on right now, don't lawyers and everybody else have copies of this? It stuff? depends on what kind of so. Uh, if they're if they've already gone through the discovery, then the lawyers would probably have that information. If they had a uh, online server for their emails, then yeah, this probably this stuff is stored somewhere else. But if they had an on-site email server, this information may be stored on that. And again, it may not even be related to email. Maybe it's related to IP. Maybe it's related to something else within the company. Uh, we don't know for sure, of course. But at the end of the day. If you're going in and you're stealing that equipment specifically, it does make you think that there must have been a reason for it. And we will update you as we get further details. And we are bringing on our guest, Alex Giamo. Thanks for having me, man. I didn't think I didn't think I'd ever be an honored guest on your show, Gio. Stop it! <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't, the accept, heck? I didn't, you didn't the get invite, the invite so. from yeah. Gio, Alex. You need to calm I down. Jesse, How about a thank you to Jesse? Dear God, um, thank you for coming on, Alex. Hey, happy uh, to be here. Tell us real quick, just to be one hundred percent. How do you say your name? Is it Giamo? Is that, am I getting this? So the correct pronunciation in Italian is actually Giamo. You have it, but it's Gimo, just Gimo. Gimo. Oh, really? Okay. Can you say it with an Italian accent? She just Giamo. did. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's what but I wanted. It's, it's just pronounced Gimo. It's easier and uglier, but. <laughs> Gimo it is. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Can you give us a little bit about your journey from working 
uh, with the Jets to Golden. How did you get from there to here? Um, you know, I always wanted to be a traditional sports broadcaster. So I went to Syracuse, did the whole journalism thing. And then from there, I was a one-man band. I worked in Iowa. I covered Big Ten Iowa Hawkeyes football, basketball. The Jets hired me as their official team reporter, sideline reporter. Did that whole, you know, shebang in 2016, 2017 when they were an absolute disaster. It was the year Ryan Fitzpatrick um, held out. I don't know if you guys remember that year. Harvard boy. Crazy. Sure. Fitzy. Yeah. I yeah. said that. Um, yeah, you know, the Pats absolutely destroyed them every every year, as you know, Joe. Um, from there, I you know, I've 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 made my way around. I've, you know, worked for NBC Sports in Boston, I worked for NBA 2K League, did esports reporting, I worked for the Mets, hosting for them. Um, and then COVID hit and I was like, I'm so tired of working so hard and like not really being paid as I should be paid or, you know, I got no vacation days. I had no break and I, you know, COVID happened. I lost all my jobs and, you know, I just started thinking to myself, how do I work smarter, not harder? Um, when a friend of mine and actually your podcast, you guys, like I, I learned about the hobby listening to your podcast. Um, Is that I'm not true? just saying that to kick your butt, to kiss your butt. Um, it's true. I really did. I listened to your podcast. I didn't know um, that. and I listened That's to car talk, cool. um, a lot. And I learned about the hobby. I mean, I always loved collecting. I was like, well, one out of two podcasters, not bad. So, okay, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I learned a lot. I really did. And I really did learn a lot, especially about the lingo with the Ogeo. Um, and Jesse, you, you have grown so much. Like, I know you're not the sports boy, but like, well, I feel now. like you your don't sports have to knowledge has grown me. tremendously since I've known you through the pod for two years. You uh, play basketball with a round ball. This is I've why learned. you had her on. So, you just yeah. want someone here to say <laughs> nice things. She's is this the whole? She didn't even know I was on here. She thought it was just going to be you. It's fine. Okay. Uh, um, Alex, oh, please. You said you were, you were doing e-game reporting. I, I'm sorry. I just glommed onto yeah, that e-sports. little fact. You know the NBA 2K game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally like the girl that would like walk around interviewing these dudes. Like, side, like sideline. It, it exists. What was um, the smells like? Oh, God. Honestly, <laughs> Jesse, that was the hardest job I've ever done. Because one, I had to pretend like these boys were actual athletes. Um, oh. They thought they were at times, too. <laughs> and my boss was like, you know, they, they put a, the NBA was a lot of money into it. It's like a whole thing. We had a whole uh, um, studio setting in Long Island City in New York. Um, I had to pretend it was basketball, but it wasn't. You know, that's a whole other lingo in itself. And I've Wait obviously never played Wait a NBA second. League. So. This, you're literally talking about kids playing a game? That's yeah, what this is? Esports. Literally. Yeah, electronic. And they make e. like hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. What? It's insane. It's, it's oh, growing. I thought, it's... I thought you were talking, she was interviewing the athletes. You're interviewing the kids playing the game? Yeah, that's, that's what esports. Thought, but they thought they were athletes. <laughs> What's do... the percentage of these kids in their basement at their parents' house? Oh I no, I guess they were making hundreds of thousands. Maybe that's what not. I'm saying. I don't want to come down on the esports community. No, I don't mind. Because, if you play video games for a living, we can come because down. Because that you. is a huge growing. This is again. This is like another K-pop is this still, type of thing. Is this still a thing? It's a. Oh yeah, it's a very. Uh, you know. I don't know. I think our Walmart here in town had a little area carved out for people who wanted to play esports, like up front in the front of it. They, they're doing this like <laughs> what? and. It's crazy. But in other countries, like especially like Japan and South Korea and stuff like that, this is gigantic. It's not always sports. It's like other like leagues of League of Legends and stuff like that. What was the Fred Savage movie where he did this? Oh, 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 dang it. 
See, that I can get I behind. Remember. I don't sorry. need a 25-year-old at Walmart in sweatpants was... playing a video game against some kid in Nebraska. No. This the is a NBA real thing. The pays for them to, like, live. They feed them. They shelter them. And all they have to do is train playing these games. And and, and they compete for a, for a jackpot. I mean, it, it doesn't stop at what? NBA. It, it, it goes into Fortnite. It goes into Call of Duty. It goes And they, and they compete for millions of dollars. It's absolutely wild. That is a kind of well, you people know what, are though? just watching this though. Listen, like that's what I mean. That's where the money comes from, right? People must be watching this. I'm just telling yeah. you this that they have what? they have moved like for for new hires into like the army and other branches of the military. They are using actual like video game remote controllers Ender's for them game. to be able to control Ender's Game. That's a great book and movie. Uh, they're using video game controllers for them to be able to control these actual real life like guns and stuff like that. So it translates for like guys playing in their living room to guys in the actual military. Why couldn't it translate for guys playing NBA 2K in their basement to actually on the court? Alex, can you tell us why? Why couldn't it translate? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was the hardest job of my life because to me, it does not translate. But to play devil's advocate, a lot of people will say the same thing about sports cards, Gio. Like everyone's like, it's just a piece of cardboard. It's just this. But I don't have... It's what we love, and some people are into it, and some people are not. I, for one, wasn't into it, but they paid well, and that's what I had to do at the time. So there you go. There that's is no do. there is no chance. There's more than one. You must be the only woman at these events. I cannot imagine <laughs> no. girlfriends are a thing. Oh, with they these get, no, those guys get what? girls, dude. Those guys get oh. girls. Trust they, me. There, there are also female <laughs> gamers. A couple females were in the league. Yeah. This is, because this is there's a whole, no size advantage in, in exactly. you know, playing a video game. So a, a woman you can obviously compete with the men and, and some of them crush it. <laughs> I don't even did know. you know that I this am, podcast I, was going to be about this here's today? Here's the deal. I get disappointed, honestly, and it's, it's self-serving. I get disappointed the fact that we get paid what we get paid to talk about baseball cards. You don't get disappointed I then, about that. I, well, in humanity, I do. I <laughs> okay. like to cash the checks. I then find out that there's people getting paid because people watch them play a video game. I watched a guy play Mario. My confidence in humankind is at an all-time low. Here's the thing. If you I cannot into, believe this is you, a thing. You watch people play basketball. You're essentially doing real the same. Sport. Yeah, but it's a sport because oh, you boy. deem it to be a talent. Those other guys are doing something that other people have deemed to be a talent, so they enjoy watching them do it well. All right. Talk okay. about card. I'm sorry. I, I cannot <laughs> believe this is a thing. I'm, I'm honestly... Sorry, my uh, bad. I brought it up. <laughs> thanks no, a lot, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm glad to hear something new. I just am shocked by this. That, it is kind of <laughs> crazy, though. I'm glad that there are reporters in the world. That's kind of that is the most shocking thing. I didn't think there were reporters about this. Oh, we'll keep going. I go to the next either. topic. Now I don't know what else <laughs> okay. to do. Now I don't okay, know. Where okay, to go. okay. So you got to COVID, and there that's where we stopped. What happened after <laughs> yeah, COVID or during and, COVID? And then I went into the wild world of, of the hobby. Like I fell in love with my father's vintage baseball card collection because I'm a baseball girly. I love baseball so much, and you know. No offense to you guys, this isn't about you. Um, there's not a lot of people that do what I do in terms of bringing in the traditional broadcast side to this game. Oh, like I agree. This crazy world we call no the offense. hobby. Yeah, no offense. Um, especially, especially women. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of us that do do it are, you know, not you guys. I love you guys. But they're boring. And two years ago, especially boring. Um, and I said to my friend, like, I think I could do this. I think maybe I could start talking about this stuff and entertain people with it. And he was like, oh, you don't know anything about sports cards, blah, blah, blah. And he was right. Sports cards is a different world, a different lingo, a different language. But I started listening and navigating the world by listening to guys like you. Um and it really, if you do know sports and if you are passionate about it, which I was, um, you can make it work. And, and here I am. So 
I'm happy I did it because I love the hobby. Everyone's so fun. Not everyone, but um, <laughs> some it's people, like a little club. <laughs> okay, so you now, I just saw you celebrated like 100,000 uh, people on Instagram, like as far as followers yeah. go. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, we what, have five, what do we have, five? Uh, we're at 15, uh, 18, I think. So oh, keep yeah. going, you guys. You're yeah, <laughs> be sure, hey, be sure to plug this on oh, your social I, media I, after no, this, Alex. I, I will. And you also, it took me 11 years to get there. It didn't just happen overnight. So. My goal is in 11 years, all social media is destroyed period that just is my goal i hate all it internet you know really yep. go back to horse I'm and buggy i just want to be in front of a I... microphone in my room i don't even want to be with the, people. the microphone's attached to nothing alex, you just want this. the microphone I met alex one time and i told her as soon as she came and say hi i was like i don't like to talk to people in person sure. she we, thought i was we being funny talk about our, our first ahead, interactions please you know? at bleaker trading we had a <laughs> big trade night <laughs> yeah please don't talk to I was me ready to, i was ready to throw her out of the room literally pick her up and she's tiny i could have thrown her you could have done it you should have done it oh my god too bad so Please. I felt like I, I knew Gio, right? Because I've listened to you and Jesse on the pod for yep. a year. And I felt like I knew you, which is a good, that's a compliment. I feel like the biggest compliment sure. you can give to somebody and the one that I love is somebody that's like, I feel like I already know you, Alex. So I finally was graced with the presence of Mike Giuseppe. <laughs> what a treat. At Blakert at Bleaker Trading. And I, you know, Jesse, you know me. I did the same thing to you when I met you at the Mint Collective last year. I ran up to him, gave him a huge hug. I was like, hi, Gio, I'm Alex. So nice to meet you. He's like, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, and I he know was just who like, you are. He could not wait for me to like stop touching him, stop hug hugging him. He was like, I don't like, you know, he's like, he was a different person in person than on Correct. pod. You know, oh, I'm a lot. Yes. I get it. <laughs> well, no, it, to, to be my, fair, though. Well, I was also going through some pretty savage mental stuff. that, you, But yeah, she comes running up. And my only thought was, I wonder if I could get away with a subtle headbutt. <laughs> I was like, that'll give me just headbutt. a subtle like, there oh we go. Oh, my God. I, I was uncomfortable <laughs> the whole event. I hadn't been out. COVID ruined me for in-person things. I'm yeah. slowly getting back. But yeah, I got this person just jumping around happy. And I was like, I want to go lay in traffic. <laughs> Why is this person happy? It's gross. <laughs> yeah, and we ended up having a great time that night. That the, yeah, at the absolutely. Thing. But yeah, I was. I was like, you know what? I've decided next time I meet you, I'm going to act like a normal human being and shake your hand and have a conversation. That's I, where I'm at. I go I'll ahead be, and predict that's chilling. not going to happen. <laughs> There you go. And no. I'll be more, I'll be somewhat normal. How about okay, that? Okay, there we go. I'm not trying to kill myself this year. So it's a lot better mental Dude, space. you talk about your mental sense like you were in some week. You may have had a couple of frowny days. You were fine most of the time. Isn't depression just a fancy way of getting <laughs> bummed, <laughs> bummed out? Okay, um, get back on the rails. Right. Yes, so <laughs> you you just got $100,000, uh, 100,000 followers on Instagram. I am curious, what were your numbers before Golden, the Golden TV show and after? What kind of bump did that give you both on social media and in person? Honestly, not as big of a bump as I would have like hoped for. I think I gained around like 37,000, which is a lot, but it's really not in terms of when you do a reality show. Like I was kind of pissed about it because, and it's not about event anything at all. It's just about, as you guys know, like numbers, not the numbers game and monetization, right? Like the more followers I get, the more checks I, you know, the bigger the check I can get from a company. So I got around 37,000. It's pretty much stopped. Um, so I guess I got to post more, but I hate posting to Instagram. I, I don't like Instagram either. Geo. Um, Thank you. So, like around 37,000, um, I was hoping, honestly, for like 100,000 because I've been watching these women who go on these dumbass dating shows and they come <laughs> out with 300, 400,000 followers. They have no talent. They're not even like that cute. It's just like, what is it? Um, but then I realized it's because most of our audience is probably men who, no. who aren't really on social as 
Instagram as much. Um, yeah. And it's just a different demographic. Um, but what I will say, um, which I'm pretty proud of, is my my engagement is pretty high and I, I love engaging with my followers um, and my people. And uh, that's really all that matters when it comes down to it. So, so. I, I know, so you're, st- you're still with Golden, by the way, correct? Right now, full, that's a full-time job right now? Is, it, is that your day-to-day or is it full time? I've never worked a full time job in my life. I was going to say, like, you, it's okay. not full time, I'm sure, like, when you're off. Or do you have a job with them, or is that only for the show? No, I, no, I mean, I work, I've been working for Ken, uh, for like two years now. Um, I work when I work, when they need me. Um, I'm freelancer. So I also work right now, I work for Major League Baseball Network. I work for a bunch of different companies. Um, i my role with MLB Network will probably be a lot, a lot bigger shortly. Um, but yeah, I freelance for Ken, um, and I host things when they need and, um, when I'm available. So what, was, me- what was the overall reaction to the show? I am curious, like as far like I know, like it was in like the top ten, like for the first at least first week or so. But like, obviously, that's the initial release. Since then, how have people reacted? Do you think there's going to be another season? Thoughts there? Okay, so off the bat, another season. I really hope so. There was we had literal literally no budget for the show. We had like we had no idea how it was going to turn out. Um, so I'm pretty proud of the product we put forward. The first time I actually watched it was probably the same time you guys watched it. You guys might have seen it before me. I was afraid to watch it. Um, so hopefully Netflix is, Netflix realizes that. And we were nine in the U.S., but we were also like five in like Australia, UK. We were actually bigger internationally in Portugal and Spain. Um, all over the place. Uh, I said Australia, New Zealand. Um, but over the overall, like the reaction in, I know I'm biased, but the reaction has been outstanding. And in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. I, I, I was worried about the hobbies reaction and guys like UGL, like the old school guys. Um, but what really matters the most is if you want to be successful in, on a global platform, it, it doesn't really, the hobby doesn't matter. It, it, it does matter. That's we, get, we want it to point, please though. you. Um, but it, it needed to be a show that was appealing to a larger demographics, which is why it wasn't just about sports, right? It was about culture. It was about music. Um, they wanted women to watch. Women did. I had my mother's friends who were in their 60s love it. I also had my little brother's 27-year-old boys Love it. Um, so it needed to be a show that was appealing to a, a wider demographic. And I think we did that. And at the time, while we were filming, most of our producers had no idea what the hobby was. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be an absolute disaster. Like, what do they know about the hobby? Blah, blah, blah. Um, the Beanie Baby scene. Like, me and Ken were, like, suspect about even even shooting that. Because we thought, like, the hobby. About that. Blah, blah, blah. But, but that might be the most popular scene in the entire series. You know, Jesse? So... What was the, like... So that was not just a bit. You're actually a Beanie Babies collector, right? Yeah. I mean, not anymore. I was when I was younger. And my grandfather obviously added a lot to that. Like, I couldn't afford all those Beanie Babies. So it was... Those are expensive I, uh, back in the day. Yeah. I remember, like, buying those, one for, like, 15, 20 bucks. And, like, that was, like, in the early 2000s. I don't remember being. I, I'm you sure. never got into the Beanie Baby scene. I don't think scene. so. But you, however, hang on. To, to the what point was you the just, value of that? I, before we jump topics, this is the last question. I am curious. Your uh, collection alone of Beanie Babies. I, you had a professional on. That guy was saying like the the guy who actually collected the mint condition, all that. He had an extraordinary collection that was valued at. I don't remember how much, but it was thousands and thousands of dollars. It was like nine. It was like nine thousand. Yeah. What was your collection of Beanie Babies? 
So she didn't, Dr. Lori was a female. She didn't actually appraise mine because there wasn't enough time for that. Like she got paid to be on the show for, for that hour. Um, but I would, I would say the collection is probably around $6,000. And honestly, what does that really? even mean, you guys? Like you I have know. to sell the Beanie Babies and there's not a huge market for Beanie Babies at all right now, if anything. And it, it's a, how much time did you have, right? So Yeah, I couldn't believe that. It, I just couldn't believe that it came back up on a show, like a modern day TV show. People are talking about buying and selling Beanie Babies. I didn't think that was still a thing at all. But I thought since you, you actually had a collection, I wasn't sure if you knew much more about it. I thought all that right. was a good point though. Because th- th- here's the thing. Realistically, as a hobby, like if I'm just going to go deep into the hobby trenches, like some of the stuff I saw, I was like, okay, that's not entirely factual. Some of the numbers were a little juiced. But the ov- my overall takeaway, though, was actually kind of what you just said. I hate to agree with you and your bubbliness, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but it is true. Like, who cares about the 8,000 hobby guys who are going to watch this? We want to bring in three and a half million people who are not in the hobby because maybe 0.1% of those people will then say, oh, I actually want to get back into the car. I do think that's a point that gets missed on the hobby. We're such a small community still. It's like, oh, but he said this Jordan's worth 50,000. It's really, the current comps are 30. It's like, yeah, bro, that's cool. The point of the show was to bring 80,000 new people in so that the comp goes back to 50. So I do think, I thought from a TV show, though I watched some with my wife and she was very entertained by it. So I thought in in that regard, I was like, success. That was always my point in getting into the hobby, Geo, for the, like first and foremost, like I, I was a hobby newbie, newbie a year and a half, two years ago. I didn't know anything about it, but my goal was to bring in more people, plain Janes, plain Joes, more eyeballs, the better, the more money in our pockets, the more exposure, the better. So that's my, that was also my role as the narrator on the show. I wanted to put like these, this terminology into more layman's terms so that outsiders that don't know jack she about the hobby could learn about it and 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 my friends would would be texting me for weeks and weeks like going i'm going down the rabbit hole what is this sports card breaking what is that what is this what is what is grading how do i do this and 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 that was my goal on the show and i think i did a pretty good job about that too so like they wrote the scripts for my narrations not gonna lie but i rewrote them um to put them more uh into my own lingo language to make that more palatable to the average person yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So what are you doing now? What's going forward? Hobby-wise. Hobby-wise, yeah. Ho- ho- yeah, hobby-wise, I, I work for MLB Network. I uh, Were you guys at the Fenway Card Show? Gio, aren't you out there in Not Matt? this year. I moved my whole family You know there's I've two now, people on this I've show. Dis- she only says Gio, like she's only talking to you. Wait, it's upsetting to me. Well, Jesse, I, don't I also like I it. also feel like I don't realize <laughs> that you guys are actually together. Like now that I'm looking at you, I thought you filmed from different locations. We're touching. This we is a new touched. studio. So, so you both live in Massachusetts then? No, no, no. We, we're both in Nashville. We both live in we Nashville. We moved the whole family down. He moved no to way. me. He came to live with me yeah. for a little while. Yeah, I've been in Nashville for 16, uh, since, oh, I got married in 08. Yeah, so almost Almost 17 years. years. Yeah. I, I just started dating someone from Tennessee, so maybe I'll make a Where trip in out Tennessee? there and, and yeah, bug what, you, Gia. What city in Tennessee? Middle? Where's this person west? from? What no, city? No, it's like in the middle of nowhere, like on like the, the, I guess the eastern side or the western side of Tennessee, like on the lake area. Oh, so they're rich. I get it. Okay. No, like, the, okay, sense. closer to Knoxville over there. Oh, that's east. Yeah, 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 yeah. East, okay. East, that's a nice east, part of Tennessee. What are you dating? Yeah. A college kid? That, that's a What's nice part of Tennessee. Here? Yeah. 
Okay. All right. We're off subject. What? So you're working with MLB Network. What else are you doing? Yeah. Anything so else? MLB Network, there's a show called Carded. It's literally a show just dedicated to baseball cards. So I went to the Fenway Card Show a couple weeks ago. I interviewed, and the show, this episode comes out in another week or two. Um, I interviewed Big Poppy, which was amazing for me. He was my favorite player growing up, Pedro Martinez. And I talked to them about baseball cards, and it was pretty awesome. Um, That's awesome. And it, yeah. It was awesome. And the show is getting, it's the first time it's been on the network. Um, we're getting really good reviews. So hopefully next uh, by this time next year, it's more of a weekly show as opposed to a monthly show. So that's exciting. Very um, cool. I and then heard there's, cool. I have other stuff in the works. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about publicly yet, but like picture like me working for one of like the bigger up and coming brands that are pretty much taking over and monop- monopolizing the industry. So that, that's Does the company well. rhyme with schmanatics? See? <laughs> Maybe is there any know, room? No. That's a yes. You heard it here first. And, first, first. and of course, I always work for Golden. So. She just broke an NDA right there. There Perfect. she did. Yep. I yep. like it. Well, we'll leave it at that. Alex, thank you very, very much for joining the show today. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you it. at the National, I'm assuming. Yeah. Maybe in Chicago? Heck yeah. I'll see you guys there. Jesse, thanks for having me. It was so much fun. In, <laughs> in Chicago. Thanks, thanks, Alex. I would I like to have it. a two minute or less conversation like a normal person this time. Can I film it? Well, if, I see you're coming, if I see you're coming, Jesse, I'm breaking out the camera. Jesse, please film gosh. it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, perfect. I, I need you to give him a hug because then it'll just shut down any. He'll go straight back to awkward if you give him a hug. Oh, I'll just so. get angry. He's going to get a squeeze. He yeah. knows he's going to oh, get a squeeze. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Right. Thanks again, Alex. Yep. Have a great Thanks one. Thanks for jumping on. Bye, guys. Thanks for Bye. having me. We'll see you. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question right now, Mr. Giuseppe. Sure. Your thought from before the interview to after the interview. Are you more positive or less positive about what we just did? Pleasantly surprised. I, I knew you I, would I be. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. We, yeah, I'm glad. That was a totally different thing. The esports thing, by the way, still baffles me. <laughs> um, no, I, I like having people on. I've, we've never had a, a real conversation with her. So no, I'm always yeah. skeptical of anybody in that space. And two, I was just like, I don't know. Like, is this person even involved in the hobby on a real basis? Like, what's going on? That, yes. I thought that came across a lot better than I would have thought. And I wish, I wish you could have seen the interaction. And because you knew I was, I was awkward traveling back then. And despite your little shots at me, because you think it's funny to make fun of people's mental health, I was for a lot of that summer in a pretty rough space. I know. I, I know. was so awkward talking to everybody. That's the first time I met Lefko in person, I think. He came up, and even him, I was like, I don't want to speak to you. And he's well, like the greatest guy on the earth. But overall, we had a fun time that night. I, I will say that I have been watching some of her interviews with other people and her, in her uh, any interaction she's had on social media, I've kind of just kept an eye on. And I'm always like, pretty much entertained. I was like, you know what? I don't think this is what you might have initially thought is just like some person entering the hobby who actually doesn't care about her, doesn't know anything no, about I her. Was, I, think, I was very happy. Yeah. So and not to mention, you can see it's not just to blow smoke. We'll insult her a ton afterwards. Too. Yeah, let's do that. Um, you can see she's worked in media before. Absolutely. Like as soon as the red button was on, the it was energy go. was going. That is a, that is a big uh, draw on a podcast, especially. Oh, because like, yeah. that's the other thing. Like, I think doing a podcast is difficult because you have to keep people engaged, like this entire ADD nation, without them seeing anything. Like, you got to be on. So, I yes. was good with that. Yeah, I was actually. Uh, you know what? I made the vow. I will say hello to her in person in Chicago. There you uh, go. And I will do my best to film it, people. If there's um, a hug. <laughs> and then that headbutt move I talked about gets brought back headbutt up. Headbutt comes in. Hey, um, you want to dance? That's that's my move. So no, right. just kidding. Let's finish up the show. We only have a Quickly. few questions. Quickly, I have to get out of town. In mailbox, uh, I know I'm mailbag. It's not a box. Did I say mailbox? Yeah, don't say it again, please. <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Chuck Businski. 
wants to know, will there ever be a way to include live selling platforms into consideration for comps? I saw this question, and obviously as a live seller myself on Card Shop Live, it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The reason, I mean, I think it's great on one aspect, right? Because like, hey, the more info you gather, all this, that's great. Mm-hmm. But the other thing to me is I think you'd get a lot of false comps. Like if you watch these breakers and some of these big guys on whatnot, yep. the pricing they get for things is is gross. Like it's not reflective of a real market. It's reflective of somebody getting super caught up in the hype. That happens much less on an eBay, on a on Golden, on a PWCC, because it's just an auction. There's not somebody yelling at you and hyping yes. it up. And not to mention the amount. I still think the vast majority of people on a lot of these platforms lie about it. Like, here's a $50 card, comps up and down all day. Oh, this is 50 to like 80. Some of these go for way higher. And then people get caught up in the chase. And I think a lot of these guys have planted people in their room still because you see the bidding histories. Uh, so for that reason, I don't really want them included until there's a way to more regulate it. And I don't think there is. So I, so I, I don't like it for that reason. I'd like, like to piggyback on that and just point out too, though, while that is absolutely the case, there's also going to be the rooms that are dead. There's like two people in them, but guys are still trying to, you know, hustle through push and cards are going to go for well below comps. So I think at the end of the day, I don't think it's accurate either way. I think you could take a, maybe a mean, like an average price and see what you're getting there and maybe use that kind of data and maybe not even incorporate it necessarily into all the other sales. Like, Mike was talking about with the PWCCs, Ebays, things like that of the world, but just have that data off to the side for your own general use. But at the overall, this is what the hobby needs. And it would be an explosion of, I think it would cause an explosion of growth and it would be a money-making plot, a money-making idea for whoever could do it, but it just takes a lot of ingenuity. You have to get the data from these companies, right? So you have to have, data mining of all of those sales. But the issue is at the end of the day that all these people listing cards for sale, they are listing, they're just typing out like Tom Brady, rookie, you know, contenders card or whatever the case they're going to type out and list it as. Well, a lot of them are just playing. You don't even do that. Like in my singles auction, I just go single one, single two, because it just saves me time. But if you had, if there was someone out there who categorized every card of every player out there and all you had to do for these companies like Whatnots and Loop and Card Shop Live and Fanatics Live, if they took, if you gave access to that data, you'd probably have to, you'd sell it to them. They could then incorporate that into their platforms where all you had to do is like, oh, I'm like selling this card. Button. Yeah, there's a drop down box because then it's very easy to see, oh, that card yeah. sold for that amount of so money. So perfect world, that's the, that's the answer, right? But and there's you can no, incorporate that into all the other platforms no, out there, there's too. There's no world that happens. I don't think so either. But yeah. if you could, well, there is a world where it happens. It's just going to take a lot of time and money. But if you could do it, that is where the money is going to be at. I, I tell you that 100% because you could license that out. You can make sure everyone who needs the information has it and then you have real data. And that's the only way the hobby really grows at the end of the day is the data so that people know where to invest. That's my thought. Brian Schoen wants to know, between eBay, PWCC, Golden, MySlabs, which do you use the most? And what are your opinion on both buying and selling on them? Okay, so two-part answer. One, I don't use any anymore because, again, this is not to brag, but of course now I'm going to brag. Like, if I want to buy cards, I just put out a post. Hey, this is what I'm looking to buy. I have a pretty big social following across now, so we're spoiled in that respect. I can I can find my deals direct in general. Mm-hmm. Same thing with selling. I'm going to sell it 
most, I mean, most of my stuff now is card shop live. I still sell some on eBay. I mean, on, uh, on Facebook and occasionally I'll still, I still consign some stuff to Josh over at PC sports cards. I was going to say and like either five, five star, star cards. Yeah. Five star or PC. I would think just consigning the majority of it. Yeah. If I'm selling not myself, I can sign it to eBay with those guys. I've only ever sold one card on, on golden in my entire life. But when it comes to buying, if I'm not using just like, Hey, I want to buy this card. And, and again, generally I just search social media. I'll go to eBay. I still think eBay has by far the biggest variety of whatever you want. You can find it. And you can buy it there. So that, um, oh, who was the card that my daughter pulled in that video um, from oh, Chef's Mays. card? The Willie Mays card the other day. Uh, I, she was like, oh, what, do you think we could sell it or something? I was like, yeah, maybe. I just, my initial thought was go on eBay. Just go list it yeah. right now on eBay right now. Uh, but the other thing is the fees are killer. So, but I will say, I think the majority of the layman, like the guys who haven't been doing this for a long time yeah. are probably eBay all day. Uh, John Boren, ten dollar patch card, by the way. Uh, I thought there were some comps for twenty, though. You thought wrong. I saw some comps for tw- comps for twenty. Maybe that was initial, though. John Boren says, after you guys have perfected Card Shop Live for the next app, could you guys create a search engine that looks at all marketplaces for cards? Uh, we don't have to because Card Shop Live actually does that already. If you go in there and you can like filter your search results, you can see all the places that they pull from. Hang it's on, you said Card crazy. Shop Live, Card Ladder does Card Ladder, right? Card Ladder, yeah. Card Ladder, excuse me. But yeah, that, that's actually one of the things I'll use when searching data specifically. Maybe I only want eBay comps. It makes it super simple. So there's your plug. If you want a discount, go to Card, uh, card Sports Cards Nonsense. There's so many card sites, okay, Mike? I'm sorry. Just stop name dropping. Just read the question. Well, I'm just telling you, if we have a 15% discount, if people want to use it, they go to Sports Cards Nonsense. There you go. Card services. There you go. Uh, Andrew Lee for producer Carlos. Here we go. Carlos, this is for you, bud. Okay. Are Yu-Gi-Oh card values primarily driven by character popularity, such as Pokemon, or driven by gameplay like Magic? For context, I was given a Yada Garu. Garasu? Yada Garasu, yeah. I have no idea what it does, but it's worth $200 after I graded it. Uh, so with most TCGs, and Yu-Gi-Oh! is no different, there's uh, two separate markets. There's a competitive market and a collector's market. Um, but with Yu-Gi-Oh!, even the collector's market, like I would say about 50% of it is driven by competitive history. And Yada Garasu falls into that category of Yada Garasu is expensive because it's historically one of the most powerful cards of all time. Uh, is it that powerful anymore? No, uh, the card is terrible. But its history in the game is why it's that expensive. Wow. Carlos, the producer's the first show? mailbag question. Should Carlos be on the show more? Thank you, Carlos. I know, man. I We didn't even prompt him that question either. He, I, I you, wanted to argue with you so bad when you guys were talking about gaming, by the way. E-gaming? <laughs> I'm you, not even a gamer. Agree. I don't really watch e- but it's or big, esports, though, right? but it's you like a billion dollar industry. Like, but come I, on, guys. I, I, it, this I, is I'm another K-pop. By the way, I'm not arguing the fact that it's popular. I, it astonished me, though, that somebody sure. would take the time to watch somebody else play but, a game. Okay, so, but why I, I wanted to argue that. was the sure. point that Jesse brought up was uh, that what w- literally what's the difference between watching any other sport? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing. You're watching people play a children's game. No, yeah. no, no, no. Go, Carlos, go. I get to thing. watch the actual athlete play the game. In the sure. esports scenario, I am watching the guy 
watch a TV screen where he is controlling a computer and that version takes of this a lot of skill. It did. I'm not. I'm not denying it sure, takes skill. Sure. I just. It is amazing to me that I. I'm not. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not saying it's not popular. Clearly, it is. I find it absolutely shocking people care to watch a video game. It is game. a weird world that we live in where this is a thing. That's my only point. It's it just yeah. wild to me. I didn't think it was a real thing. It, uh, yeah, I, I can't. I really wish I could say that I don't watch like Mario Maker video. There's some guy named Ryukar online that I watch him play Mario Maker videos, which is like a game where people make their own Mario levels. But he's so freaking good at it that it's like engrossing to watch him beat these things that I know I could never beat in a million years. Is that a- engrossing? Interesting. I'm pretty sure I used it, right? Okay. Maybe engrossing means like when it's really disgusting, like engrossing. It's, it's captivating to watch. How about that? <laughs> but also, Carlos, switch that word. James Zacadini says, I always hear the narrative that post retirement relevancy, uh, whether that's TV host, movie, sports commentator, entrepreneurs, helps a player's card market since he or she is still in the public eye. However, I don't see. Tony Romo, Michael Strahan, Charles Barkley, or even the great Peyton Manning cards reflecting that theory. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you just stated it. It doesn't really happen. If there's other things to keep in the public eye that are major events, that's one thing. Like a huge documentary, although even that has worn off. Um, But yeah, like Peyton Manning narrating Monday Night Football, co-hosting Monday Night Football with his brother— I don't think that has any, and it doesn't obviously has any effect on his card pricing. Yeah. So no shack on the TNT desk every week. It's cool, but nobody, I don't think anybody's ever thought, oh, I need to go buy his card now. Now, if Shaq goes out and buys a controlling interest in the loss, again, fantasy world, the LA Lakers, and now he's an owner and he's going to help bring him a championship. Maybe that would. You think? But, but maybe, I I don't know, but like, yeah, I just think being in the public eye, I don't think does anything for him. No. I do wonder what values for say specifically Shaq would be if he wasn't, in the public eye anymore. Like if he just kind of dropped off, I wonder if they'd go like do what Dirks did. Dirks is like, he's a 10, 10% of Shaq's pricing. Granted, I think Shaq's the overall better player, obviously, but at the end of the day, he's still very, very good. Sure. Uh, last question. Oh, actually that was our last question. Perfect. That's the end of the show. Oh, excellent. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, right. Next week. Don't forget Tuesday. What time are we doing it? Tuesday. Uh, I think we're doing it at 11. I think we already... So we're literally just moving Monday show to Tuesday. Yeah. Same time. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, That is Sports Cards and Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We will see you next Tuesday. We love you. Goodbye. I don't love you.